Hi everyone, Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like Rays games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAISE spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code raise the roof for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. It's time to raise the roof for our latest regular season episode. Welcome back, everyone, to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Uh, with me, well, it's me, Alex, and uh, with me today is uh, he's like I said, we we're we're going to the bullpen a lot this season, so we have a couple long long relievers that that we're going to. And uh, Max is back on the pod. Max, how you doing? How's it going, man? So Max is going to be here. Evan's going to be here in just a bit. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we have a couple of things to talk about on this podcast. The Rays just took two out of three against the Cubs, finished up their series in Chicago. They are hosting the Red Sox for the um, uh, for the weekend, first series back home in quite a little bit. Evan's coming on the pod right now. So uh, as we're going, <laughs> but um, that's actually perfect timing. Uh, Ev, we already started hey, the pod, up? so. <laughs> oh sorry no no you're all good you're all good that you're, you're all good it's actually perfect timing because i just started it up but um so before we start anything uh well well hey how's everyone doing pretty good how you doing good max i, I know i kind of already asked that a second ago but <laughs> feeling better than i was two minutes ago oh it's fantastic it's great to hear um okay so let's start things off with the Chicago Cubs series. So the Rays went into Wrigley having lost, I believe it was two out of three to the White Sox, won the game on Sunday, and have since uh, won three of their last four, including that win, or uh, the, yeah, the, uh, the win on Sunday against the, uh, the White Sox took two out of three against the Cubs going into this Red Sox series. Uh, Max, starting with you, how did you feel about that series? How do you think it went for the Rays? Well, considering how bad the weather was just throughout the series, you can't be having two out of three. Say Suzuki's the GOAT. You can't discount what he did. Offense looked incredible against two of their best starting pitchers, and uh, bullpen looked pretty solid as well. So, overall, just a Chicago road trip coming out of a 500. You can't be too mad. It's pretty good. Agreed. Evan, same thoughts or similar thoughts? I, yeah, I agree. Um I, I mean, it was nice that we got to Roman in a big way. Um, on I think the last time we recorded was on Monday night, and that's when we didn't use Kittredge. And luckily, on Tuesday night, we did, and we got the job done. So there you go. Um, he he looked incredible in that Tuesday night game where we won six to five. Wander looked incredible the whole series. What continued to do what he's been doing the whole season. Um, and then Wednesday, I mean, it was a weird game. Obviously, shortened game and ended in six innings, but. We did what we should have done, took the series from them, and, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can continue that into the Sox series uh, starting tonight. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I echo all of those sentiments. The Rays looked really good against the Cubs again. 
I will say the Cubs are worse team than the White Sox. So if you want to think of it that way, um, I, I choose to not think of it that way because the elements were the same for both series mm-hmm. and the elements were even worse for the Cubs series. So if you want to consider it like that, uh, the Rays actually fared much better in much worse conditions at Wrigley. Um, they probably should have swept. Honestly, they should have won way more games in Chicago than they ended up uh, winning. I mean, they they finished it all with a 500 record, so that's not bad. But just the idea that the three games that they lost were either one run or two run losses. They scored two runs in all three of those lo- – or two runs each in all three of those losses just leaves a lot to be desired. Now, I, w- I will say the three wins – Nine runs, six runs, and eight runs. So very good. And the eight runs was scored in six innings. Um, so very positive things there in terms of the offense kind of turning the corner because that's now three of their last four. This is kind of the first time that they've put something together like this since the start of the year. I mean, these are, if I'm kind of looking at things correctly. Uh, yeah, so they won four out of five to start the year and then lost four straight and have now won three or four. So mm-hmm. Game of streaks already for the Rays or season of streaks already for the Rays. Yeah. But um, how uh, going to specifically the pitching, how do we feel about what the pitching did uh, in the series? Evan, with you starting. Uh, Monday was who, who was who were the pitchers again? I, I'm forgetting. Um, I know yesterday, pitched. yesterday was Rasmussen or two days ago, I guess, was Rasmussen. And then it was go and then it was. McClanahan? Yeah, it was McClanahan. Yeah, I was going to say Shane started the first game and gave up uh, gave up a couple hits in the one inning. He, he looked really good. I mean, I think we talked about it already, but he looked incredible. He had nine strikeouts, which is a career high. Um, he made one bad pitch. On, unfortunately, um, <laughs> on Tuesday was uh, Whistler, and he opened for Fleming, I believe. Um, Fleming was, looked a little um, bit shaky. I will say he looked a little bit shakier that start, but also it was just like one bad pitch. That was just a weird game all around. I mean, we pulled ahead. They came back. We pulled ahead again. They came back. We pulled ahead. They came back. It was just kind of a – it was a game that the, the Rays never – and the Cubs, they kept coming back, obviously, and the Rays never felt safe with the lead. Um, and then Wednesday, like I said, Rasmussen looked a little shaky, but um, our offense obviously did enough to do to get the win. Yeah, they got the job done in the most important parts. Max, uh, how did you feel about how the pitching went uh, through the entire series? Well, Shane McClanahan, that's about as good as he's ever looked in the major leagues, getting that many whips on all the fastballs. Yeah, he gave up the home run, but he can't be too mad at that with how well he performed with the other pitches, getting everybody to whiff. Drew Rasmussen, that start, has kind of worried me that he's – slowly becoming more of a pitcher that especially with his peripherals i don't is it possible for him to get a whiff on two strikes that i don't know you, you you'd have to ask the choir about that one yeah I, it, it, with how hit hard he gets hit having a start like that does worry me a bit especially down the line against better teams but we'll see but overall i mean the pitching has been you know average to above average but Shane McClanahan really did impress me. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that sentiment about, about uh, Drew because when the when the Rays went to Philly to go play the Phillies last year and he went to both of those games, Drew pitched the second game of that series and got hit really hard against the Phillies. And the Phillies have a lineup of guys that can hit. Um, and it, this was this was before adding Schwarber and Castellanos, but they had a they had a lineup of guys. Who, who could hit the ball really hard. I mean, you had Harper, you, you had um, 
uh, Hoskins, uh, Segura can hit the ball hard, Romuto, they still had McCutcheon at the time. Like, these are guys that are, um, I, I don't know why I grouped Segura into the mix, but I mean, he, you know, he, he can get into balls and he can hit home runs. So, like, you know, it, it's not like he's just some, uh, you know, sack of dirt, but they, they like, the fact that he did that, and I know that a lot of it was like Babbitt luck and all of that stuff that allowed the Rays to, to end up winning that game in the end. But just there was a lot of concerning things in that game. And then I feel like that's kind of slowly continued. I'm not going to say it's fully continued, but definitely slowly continued as the uh, as the rest of last year happened. And then now a little bit into this year, hopefully that Chicago start was just, a, you know, like a blip on the radar. And he can go back to his, you know, I guess what his norm was. But I feel like his fastball is very hittable. And I don't know I mean, if that's me. Sure, like he gets hit hard, but like he does. He's he's probably the most consistent pitcher on the team, though. Like you know, when he goes out there, you know more often than not he's going to go out there, make, give up one or two runs in four or five innings. Sure, he doesn't get the innings that maybe we're looking for, but he's extremely consistent. Evans. Um, we got him from Milwaukee. So, mm-hmm. I mean, ever since we've honestly moved him to the rotation, he's been really consistent. I do agree with you on that. I do agree with you on that. I, I just – I would like him to be able to extend his innings. I don't know if yeah. that's going to happen. Because, I mean, he did hit – like, at certain points last year, he went into the sixth inning and pitched. I, I think he probably completed six innings at one point or a couple times last year. So if they could extend him back to that point of like six innings, then I think that that would be positive mm-hmm. going into the rest of the season. I don't and know. I, sure. I agree. I think he does need, he needs that put away pitch. He hasn't been, a, I mean, I don't know what his swing and miss rate with two strikes is, but yeah, I feel like that's not very, it's not, not great. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure that that I, I don't think that it's necessarily that high. <laughs> I, Max, Max, do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I can go to a Savant page. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> so going to really say, I mean, yeah, that's true. Red circle good. <laughs> Red circle good, blue circle bad. This is true. But, you know, being all of that being said, the Rays still won two out of three in Chicago, which is a really good sign moving forward. Mm-hmm. And now going back home, playing the Red Sox, it's going to be a tough series. Again, I mean, I will say they should be able to hit Michael Walker game one, and I'm, we'll go over the pitching matchups in just a bit. But uh, it's it's a winnable series, but it's going to be a tough series because it's the Red Sox and their division opponent. And the AL East is a bloodbath, as we've already talked about, so it's not going to be anything that the Rays haven't been used to before. I do want to mention a couple of things. So I think, I think Frankie Mejia, well, A, he had a home run in the Chicago series, but I think he's oh, dealing wow. with COVID-related issue. He's it being was tested. For COVID, he's being right he for was COVID. he was the only for so far he's been the only reported player to be like tested. Yeah, none of the. I I think Kiermaier said it's mostly a staff issue, correct? From what I saw, yeah, that was the uh, I, Max. I don't know. Can can you confirm that on your end? I think that's the, that's all I've seen. Okay, what, cool. what Evan said, but okay. I think another big COVID thing, at least on the Red Sox side, side Alex Cora will not be managing the series. Where did he get COVID from? Did they say like like how he ended up getting it? Because where were the Red Sox at coming into the series? Was it like when they were at home home against Toronto? So did he get COVID from being home or did he get COVID from being on the road? I mean, you can't. I don't think you can tell that. I I know, know, but as in like, I don't know where the Red Sox have been in recent days. So if they've been at home. They were at home the whole week because they played at Minnesota last weekend. 
They played. Uh, okay, then he got it when he was home. So, so he got it Boston. I don't know who they, they played early this week, and then they played Toronto. I guess they played Toronto all this week, so that's. Yeah. I, I'm seeing that they they were having like catch. I remember they called up uh, Connor Wong because they were having catcher problems. They I guess they were having COVID as well because Vasquez and the Pulwecki were on there, and I guess Aruz is on there as well. Is, yeah, what, I what saw is, that uh, Vasquez is on there. What's up with the new COVID IL, by the way? Like, is there a minimum days that you have on there? I think, I think it's a seven-day IL now because it, it used to be 10, right? Is it, or is it just when you test negative? Like, is there is – I don't know the specifics with it. Um, I know that there is a COVID IL-related stuff, but I know it's, it's, it's very much modified from what it was two years ago and last year. I mean, two years ago, it was 14 days, right? It was two weeks, right? I, I think it's only a week. I, I think that I can say definitively that it's a week because I don't like, I mean, in the, yeah, I, I think it's a week. Oh, yeah. It says in the official rule book that the COVID-19 injury list has no minimum duration. Oh, okay. So, so I it, guess it must be until it's testing negative. Then. I, I yeah, mean, I guess it's until symptoms and okay, negative tests or whatever. Sense. That makes sense. Well, I was going to say another big thing that happened. So not only did the Frankie thing happen, but the Rays announced that Chris Mazza was being put on the 10 day IL. He's got a lower back spasm issues. Um, don't know if that's a real thing or if they're just giving him some time to kind of rest because he struggled out the gate. Uh, positively though, Colin Poche is coming back to the bigs for the first time I, in a couple of years. I forgot about that guy so badly. He was, he's like Jalen Beeks. Those two guys, I just completely, I was like, holy crap, we still have those guys in our yeah, team. Yeah, so now the Rays have two more lefties. Like, I mean, you know how last year we were all freaking yeah, we out no about left. We had Spring. Yeah. Springs, Springs was, the was like guy. the only guy, and now we've got three. I, I mean, See, it, that's the thing. It's, just, it's a cycle. you got to wait. I can't be the only one. Poche, lesser, I, I mean, Poche was not more relevant, but he, I think he was used more Beeks, but I can't be the only Rays fan that just completely forgot about Jalen Beeks. Like, I no, mean, I was, no, oh you're not. I, I well, I remember Poche coming up. He was the more highly touted, um, not prospect, but just pitcher in general. The, in the minors. yeah, <laughs> the better gets, of the left. Get, he gets whiffs on ninety-two down the middle. I mean, yeah, he doesn't throw. He, he, yeah, that's his highest fastball, isn't it? And both of them don't throw heat, right? Right, both of them basically throw the same kind of velo, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, Beeks is Beeks is a starter though, or he's a bulk guy. Like, yeah, Poche goes one inning. It's like that's. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how that goes with Poche because. He had the stuff in the minors a few years ago to potentially be a, a, a top-end, like, closer type. So I'm curious to see where that goes. He did anger me the one the one game that I went to, which was my 21st birthday, because he gave up that grand slam to um, Didi at Yankee Stadium, and I still will never forgive him for that. But, he was not great two years ago – or three years ago in 2019. No, no, 2019 he was, he was – yeah, 2020, I, the beginning, beginning of 2020, he was really good. I, I, well, I do, well um, I think actually – Did he get injured? Yeah, and like before COVID happened, he got Tommy John, and then Beeks was the one that got Tommy John in the middle of the season, but he still looked like right. better. Yeah. He looks good now. but I'm excited about Poche because Poche yeah. has looked good in the minors to start out the year. I will say that. He, looked, he looks very good in the minors, which is very positive. So good things there. Also, other good news, if you guys haven't seen Tyler Zombros back on the active roster for the Bulls, oh, yeah. which is – an incredible thing considering that he literally almost died last year from a line drive to the head. So the fact that he's back on it, a, a that he is comfortable enough to be pitching and B he's back on a baseball diamond playing for a team is just astounding. I'm just, I, I it's, it's astounding. He's back. Like, 
I don't know. Well, did you guys think he was going to be back this quickly or is back on a major league or like back on a diamond playing baseball? Oh yeah. Dude, I, without, without what you, what you went through last year, I'm surprised he's even pitching right now, let alone being in triple a, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know how the hell he's done it. Evan, how do you feel about Tyler being back up now? I mean, it's, inc- I might cut out. I don't know what's up with the internet here, but um, it's, I mean, it's incredible. It happened not even a year ago. I think it happened in June last year. Um, I, I have no idea how he's back already. Um, no clue. This isn't obviously it's, it's a miracle. Obviously he's um, it's for, uh, he's fortunate that it's, it wasn't worse, but I don't know how you go back on the mound as a mental. It's like, I don't know how you do that. And just like, it's like, I would be scared every time I touch the ball and every time I pitch the ball that that would happen again. And props to him for uh, making the, the comeback and making it to the Bulls and hopefully he makes it to the Rays um, sometime this year. For sure, for sure. It's it's insane that he's back. So I'm really, really happy um, for his sake and for, you know, just baseball's sake that he's found a way to do this comeback. Uh, let's go into talking about next series. So we've already discussed that the Rays will be playing the Red Sox. If you guys haven't seen the pitching matchups for this series, I'm going to go pull them up quickly. So we got Michael Walker and Corey Kluber tonight. This is Michael Walker. Red Sox, Michael Walker, not Rays, Michael Walker. So, you know, I'm sure that Max is feeling great about the fact that Michael Walker is not on the Rays anymore. I already, I already, I already know your, your qualms against him. I don't know. It says TBD, TBD on MLB app for Saturday's matchup. Sunday's matchup is Rich Hill McClanahan. So I don't know. What is, what does ESPN say for tomorrow? Uh, yeah. Saturday's nothing. Well, yeah. Uh, Topkin already sure. dropped like subtly the, Saturday was going to be a bullpen day for the race. So it's probably the same okay. situation for Boston, I guess. So, so two bullpen days possibly on, on Saturday, Waka Kluber on Friday and Rich Hill, Shane McClanahan. And so two, it's like four race pitchers playing against okay, each other. Two matchups with uh, revenge <laughs> games for the Red Sox. Pitchers. The hell? Also, uh, I can't, I can't wait to see Michael Walker just absolutely carve us up. I, I know he's going to have like the best game of life. The amount he of shit talking I did about him last year, I we I deserve it because he, get the, get is he gonna bite him. Get the toaster. Is he gonna bite you in the ass now? I, I might bet get on the him. toaster battery. I might bet on him throwing a no hitter tonight because I wouldn't be. He's, I mean, I mean, he's actually, I mean, he's pitching really well this year. He has two, two starts and he has point nine six ERA, uh, nine point one innings, I think. Yeah, I see that. What the hell? <laughs> he has five walks and nine Ks, which isn't great, but uh. He's been able and only he's only given up three hits in nine innings, which is he's been he's been pretty good. I don't know who they played. I think he played the Twins and he played the Twins and the Tigers, so like not in great uh, position, but still that's impressive. I'm curious to see how Rich Hill does too. He's been um especially in that Tiger start, he was really screwed over by his defense. That's why his that's why his ERA is a little inflated, but I'm I'm he looks about what he was has been doing for the past like decade. And he, going to 88 dropping curveballs. He pitched on um the marathon Monday game, didn't he? Against the twins. Yeah, he Who, did. Hill? He, yeah, he I think he did, and he got great. shelled in the first inning. Yeah, he didn't look great. Four runs, two, runs two walks, six hits. Four so potentially, two. potentially, we have two favorable pitching matchups without knowing what the hell because because Tanner Hawk could come on in game two and and screw the the raise up because he already did that in the postseason last year. But yeah, so two favorable pitching matchups potentially, because 
we don't know what the hell is going to happen. It could literally be what Evan just said with like Michael Walker, the resurgence of Michael Walker for he's some reason having beef against the Rays. He's gonna he's gonna have a contract tonight. He's gonna go eight innings, two two two. Hits, if that if that happens, I'm giving up. But it's he's gonna, it's, it's completely gonna be fine. it's gonna be like the Yankee game last year where he carved him up for like eight innings or whatever. It's like what. If that happens, I'm giving up. But it's 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 completely fine. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to post this until after the game. So these could be like pregame reactions before post game. If he throws a no hitter tonight, I swear to God, that would, that would be kind of okay. Fun. So we're manifesting Michael Walker no hitter tonight. You've called. You've heard it here first, folks. I really don't want that to happen. Please, Lord, please, Lord, don't let that. That happen. would be the but most bittersweet no hitter of all time. I would be. I would cry, but it's fine. Um, so. We got to do keys to the series. We got to do pick a player. Um, any other things of note? I'm trying to think. Is there any other guys? So we said, uh, Max, is is uh, Plawecki and Vasquez back on the roster? Are they still in COVID IO? Vasquez was taken off. I'm not sure about Plawecki right now. but Okay. Okay. Got you. Okay. So let's go. Let, let's do keys to the series first. So, Max, starting with you, what are the keys to the series? How do the Rays come out of this weekend with uh, a series win against Boston? Get out, pitch them. They're pitching staff right now. I know it's Michael Waka, but he's looked decent in a few starts. Rich Rich Hill can carve you up if he's having a good day. They have some good pitchers coming up on the mound. It's Kluber and McClanahan. You just get out, pitch them. Yeah, I think think the Rays can't let – players who are not named Roth, uh, Devers and Bogarts to beat them. Like they're going to get their fair share of hits. They're, I mean, their, their lineup is really, really good. Devers and Bogarts probably going to get hit, probably going to get at least one multi-hit game. Like they're just, I mean, they're all-stars. They're really good players. Um, but don't let like PK do what he did against us in the playoffs last no. year. No, ew. Um, I hate that, man. Don't let Dugo get hot. Like, you got to limit the players that – got to limit the support system. Not saying that Kike and Verdugo are bad. I'm just – they're not as great as Devers and Bogarts are just because they're so good. But just limit to what they're able to do and obviously limit the walks. Um, they're, they're a pretty powerful team, so you never want to give walks and free base runners to a team that hits home runs. So, yeah. That's the truth. I I echo the sentiment of both of you, and I think that the offense needs to keep on keeping on because they looked very good, or they've scored six plus runs in three of their last four games. That's extremely important. It's they need to continue one through those three games. Like, oh wow, yeah, like, wow. Raise six, fifty percent off. I think that that was a thing. I don't know if y'all have used it, but is that Papa yeah. John's? Yeah, that's Papa John's. So, yeah, if the Rays score, it would be great if the Rays continue to score runs. Not saying they have to score six to win every game, but at least put something on the board to give the pitchers some sort of just comfortability on the mound and, and a way for them to settle down instead of having to pitch from behind like they did at the beginning of the White Sox series and throughout the entirety of the athletic series. That would be uh, greatly appreciated. All right, pick a player for this series. Evan, starting with you, who is your player? Or players for this series for the Rays. Can, can you come back to me, please? Okay. Yes, Max, <laughs> player. <laughs> it can be it can be literally anyone, and you can pick more than one if you choose. I think Kluber's going to carve him up. He's seen this lineup a ton of times. I think he's going six shutty tonight. He's going to show. I like it. A- anyone else, or just or just Kluber for the series? That's nah, screw McClanahan. Complete game shutout. No hits. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> Falls on the table. Just oh wow, we're predicting two no hitters. 
on this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Six innings shutout, nine innings shutout, and then Michael Walker throw a no hitter. <laughs> Can we parlay that? I, I don't. I, I don't want to parlay that. I, I don't <laughs> like the odds on that. I think that that's terrible. Let Let's just Let's just say that we did, and then we didn't. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> and these are these are, sure realistic thoughts. So we got a righty on the mound on tonight, and then lefty, and then lefty on yeah. Sunday, and then bullpen on the kitchen so. sink on Saturday. I probably got I got I got to pick a lefty at the plate then because they're probably going to be two right-handers. Um, uh, you know what? I like Taylor Walls. He, he had a hell of a game the last game um, in in uh, Chicago. I, you know, I know he's a switch hitter, but um, he he looked. I mean, I think he had. Two extra base assists in that last game in Chicago. Um, he had a couple RBIs. He took a lot of great pitches. I think he had two walks in – two really, really good walks, either in the last game or the second to last game. I don't remember which one. Um, but it looks – it seems like he's getting hot. Same with, same with Josh Lowe. I think he's also looking um, – I think he just need a little bit of a warm-up to start the season, but he's looking better. So, those two players, I'll take those two guys. All right, so uh, B-Low is a definite. I uh, was eh in the Cubs series. Uh, would like it for him to uh, step things back up. And up. It seems like he's one of those guys that actually plays better at the Trop than, than other places. Yeah. Uh, which I think is funny because we've already seen all the things about, you know, Will, Will, Willie Adamas not being able to see at the Trop and other guys not, you know, having issues when it comes to just seeing pitches and all that stuff. But it doesn't seem like Bilal's dealing with any of that stuff. So definitely rooting for him to have a better series. I'm going to go two hitters here because you already mentioned Josh but I'm going to echo that sentiment just because I want him to have a good series. I don't think he's really had a good series to kind of build off of just yet. And I would really like this series against the divisional foe, like the Red Sox, a team that the Rays are trying to, uh, I'm, 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 I'm not going to say enact revenge on, but it's a revenge series because of what happened in the playoffs. If he can have a really good series against them, that's a really, really positive sign moving forward because that shows that he can play against the best of the of, of interdivisional uh, games. So I would really, really like to see good things happen there. Uh, well, quick well, talk. Around, oh, wait, sorry. I was just going to say, uh, going off of Josh Lowe, um, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but three years ago when his brother was on the Rays, he had that he had that walk off home run against the Red Sox at the drop. Yes, twenty nineteen that helped the Rays get into the wild card game. That was that was a massive win. That was like probably two weeks left in the season, maybe a week left. That was um, a big win. That was a very big win. That was that was awesome. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Josh can do the same thing, or maybe just hit a couple more home runs. But whatever. Yeah, that that'd be nice. All right, uh, news and talk around baseball. Anything of note? Um, oh. I have a hilarious stat, by the way. Uh, oh. it, it's regarding the Marlins. Um, oh, God. Uh, I'm concerned, but go ahead. So, Sandy Alcantara is a really, really good pitcher. Um, he's had four starts against Cardinals. He is 0-3 with a .99 ERA, which is probably one of the most, like, mind-boggling <laughs> stat I've ever seen. Um, he's so good. That's basically he's, – he's basically DeGrom 2.0. Um, <laughs> that's unfortunate. That's, that's incredible. That's incredibly unfortunate. I feel bad for him, but it is what it is. I'm trying to think. Um, so Jose Ramirez is going crazy right now. I know that for the Guardians. He's having a really, really good start to the year. Yoshi Sutsugo, I uh, got to go shout out from, from my boy Gibby. He had a two RBI single yesterday, helped them win. Nolan Arenado has an 881 slugging right now. 
Shit. That's, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Who's that? No, no Arnado. Arnado. Oh, Miggy. Why are we talking yeah. about that? Getting intentionally was, walked in the in the ninth inning, and then also that Meadows was really funny. Meadows, thank you, thank you, Meadows. Thank you. But like, also, if I was the Yankees, I'm not gonna lie. If there was a base open with two outs, and you're trying oh. to get out of the inning and, and trying to get a force out, I'd do the same thing. Oh, if the if that's the Rays, oh, they 100 percent walk them. Like oh that. yeah, yeah. Lefty, on, <laughs> lefty on lefty with Meadows, you got to do it. That was 100. Yes. It was it was just really funny because it was the Yankees. It, yeah, it was a, it was a good decision, but. Terrible timing and terrible yeah. situational thing. Like, just like the spectacle around it, twenty nine ninety nine. I mean, or two, you know, he was one hit away from three K. People literally paid money just to try to see him do it, and then he gets walked in the last yeah. inning. If I was a paying fan for that game, I would understandably be pissed off. Yeah, but yeah, also, I, I mean, if you're I, a Yankees I, I fan, you're trying to win. Like, like I, I obviously, like. I mean, even Mickey didn't seem that unfortunate. Like he, he even after Meadows had that two run. Like we put it in the scoreboard and said three nothing. We're winning. Well, yeah, he, he was like, "Stop booing, guys. We're up." Like, I mean, <laughs> the fans obviously have have a reason to be upset. There's a reason for them to be pissed off. But I mean, so. but if the, if if that's the raise, they they ease like like that's they easily walk. That's just what they do. Like, that's most teams, I think, walk them. But yeah, it's just it. it it makes it even better that it's the Yankees and it's Aaron Boone. It just makes a lot of other people hate Aaron Boone even much more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know, I mean, a bunch of Yankees fans hate Aaron Boone. So let alone other people who hate the Yankees, they can't stand Aaron, Aaron Boone. But yo, I would like Suzuki has the highest on base percentage in baseball right now. He's got a 520 on base percentage. Jesus Christ. He didn't do anything against the race, though, did he? He kind of he, he got really. on base a ton of times. He didn't like hit yeah. like, a lot of the. Three guys in baseball have us have an 800 plus uh, slugging right now. Jesus Sanchez has a 667 slugging. What are the you hell? shitting me? <laughs> there, there, there's um the question of who won that trade is coming back up because he he's been really really good this year. Well, well that's gonna kind of always go back to the whole win now thing. Like a, that trade's a wash in my mind because it, like, yeah, at the, at you, even if Nick, Jesus Sanchez is good, it's not really going to be that big of a deal because Nick, Nick, Nick Anderson carried in nineteen and a lot of twenty, yeah. so it's like I, I know Richards is kind of doing well in Toronto too, so that that's that stings a little bit too. He was, and then he figured it out somehow. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Blanco's like, fifth in the league in in, in uh, average, fifth in the league in average for. I think he's got the most hits in baseball. Yeah, I think he does. He's tied with the, he's tied with Matt Olson and Jose Ramirez, and of course our boy Nate Lowe's got nineteen. <laughs> Dude, Walker's twenty one and he's leading the league in hits. What the hell? Nathaniel, sorry, Nathaniel Lau. I'm I'm just gonna call him Nate Lowe because I don't uh, care about Nate Lau. Nate Lowe is batting 396. What dude, the, the way hell? he starts the seasons are unbelievable. That is true. That's a really good point. Also, uh, Ray's legend CJ Crone lead, leading the league with six bombas this year. <sighs> we should have got that guy instead of Cruz last year. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> Just kidding. I wanted Cruz so badly until Me too. Until he was not great, but whatever. I forgot how to hit the base. I just want to say, um, Whatever that uh, the last game of the Cubs series was not paying attention to it one bit because I was freaked out about the Sixers Raptors game because there was the this yeah, was the game incredible yeah the uh, the the Embiid game winner 
Oh my god! I wish god. I was watching that, I, man. I need to start. I, I haven't been watching so the playoffs good. at all so far. I need to start watching it. I, I just need some. As, as a Sixers fan, I've had nothing for so long, and I need something. And this is oh, my and something. They're, and they're going for the Nets too, right? You can't. You can't cheer for the Celtics. No, I, I am cheering for the Celtics because really? I don't want the Nets to win. <laughs> the Nets. No, 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 no. The Nets are so much worse of a matchup for the Sixers, and they don't have to play them until the conference finals if the Sixers run the table and get there. So I'd rather play the Celtics. Dude, I think no. the Celtics are way worse. I mean, the Celtics no. are a better team than the Nets, but they're way worse. No, I want them to suffer, and I want Ben Simmons to get swept. I don't want – I want uh, him to play – That's com- – okay, that's completely fair. When you were saying <laughs> – it's like, uh, you both Simmons. have good points. When you mentioned Ben Simmons, like, yeah, I totally get yeah. it. From There's that, a like, reason why I don't want them to win. That, that's, I that's totally understand. Bad. I forgot about Ben Simmons, but it, what if I did it? If he never plays, then I will jump for joy. If he does play, I will jump for joy when they lose. <laughs> what, what, is, what is actually better? Better hypothetical is I am Nets, I am a petty man. I'm telling you that the Nets win these two series. They they see Philly, and Ben Simmons' return game is Game One in Philly. Oh that, my God! Oh if he God. Ret- I'm, hey, hey! I better get out my Sixers app because there's I'm I'm gonna be getting some free frosties coming up. I mean, if you think if you think uh, the do what you know of, about that about uh, about like how the Sixers if if the opponent misses two fr- straight free throws in the second half, everyone gets free frosties. And they I, 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 remember, I remember that. that. I yeah. remember the playoffs last year. But yeah, I mean, so if you it'll think, be great. If you think the Celtics fans have been bad to Kyrie, holy crap, I can't imagine what uh, – Oh, it's going to be hell. It's going to be hell. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Nash sat his ass for the first home games. Just I don't know. But, hey, good times, good vibes. Hopefully the Rays win this series. It's I'm hoping for a lot of positives coming up. Uh, anything I, else? Because I, I, to, uh, I, I'm in Connecticut right now, um, and I'm probably going to be watching the game on Nesson because they get it, and I cannot wait to see all the, the flashbacks to last year. Godspeed. I'm going to be so sad the whole game, even if we win. But uh, All right. Well, I think with that being said, hopefully that ends up working out for you. But uh, that's going to end it on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. Thank you guys so much for continuing to support us uh, as you guys have been doing. If you guys don't follow what we're doing here at Raise the Roof, Raise the Roof TV, social media, Raise the Roof on YouTube, Raise the Roof. uh, I mean, the podcast, continue to support them as you guys have been. Raise the Roof code on SeatGeek, R-A-Y-S. Raise the Roof on SeatGeek, $20 off your first purchase. Do it. Save money. Uh, helps us out in the process. Uh, awesome thing to do. Raise the roof, Twitch, raise the roof wordpress.com. Make sure to follow us there for more articles coming up this season. Uh, if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, raise the roof TV at gmail.com. Make sure to uh, uh, email us there. If you guys have anything like that, uh, I think I'm pretty much done there. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always raise up, raise up baby.